right, folks, we're back. And it is 2023. That's right, folks. We've made it through another year, some of us. And of course,、uh, we want to wish everybody a happy new year. Well, we hope that it will become a happy new year. You got to do your part. And if you're one of those cup hand type of Democrat kid, liberal side of the political spectrum, we know what your year is going to be like. Like the last and the last 400, 500, whatever. It's going to be the same old whining and complaining about woe is me, God isn't fair, everybody's treating me bad. And yeah, we know. But for those of us who are,、uh, have a positive insight and incline to our living, hey, it's going to be a great year. We're going to make it happen under.、Uh, Whatever circumstances, as I say, you know, this is what gets me about people who complain about the isms. And that is life, in the course of life, in the course of getting up in the morning and going out the door and going about your day, what you encounter, the obstacles, the opportunities, they're just like traffic lights. When you leave home in the morning, you're going to run into some lights. Some of the lights will be, you ever catch, you head somewhere and you catch every green light? Just, just flowing, and sometimes you catch every red light. That's life. At the green lights, what do you do? You sail on through. Yellow lights, you proceed with caution, looking both ways. In the red light, you do what? You stop. This is life. This is why I, I can't get my head around people's, oh man, we bees not able. Well, have you ever tried to figure out a way around it? Or are you waiting on a grant or a government program? I understand the mindset. I don't agree with it. And I can't abide it, can't co sign it. No, nor will I. You know, I have、uh, in the past. But anyway, 2023 is here, folks. And of course, Joe Biden continues to wreak his havoc on society and、uh, is promising to be the、uh, challenging economic time for us. But we've got some ideals for you.、Uh, Going to be having Walter, Walter, Walter Wofford in and a few more、uh, uh, folks who invest in the real estate arena, as it were. And we'll be talking about some things.、Uh, But in the meantime, I'll tell you more about that going forward. But as I'm apt to do, I've been doing this pretty much my three decades on the air. The first day of the new year, I take、uh, time to tell people just who is Kim Wayne? Who is Radio Strongman? Give you a little background because well, I mean, we have new listeners here、uh, throughout the year, people coming in and people departing, et cetera. But I'm going to give you an overview of who. You know, my life, who I am, and where I came from, and all that, how I came to hold the beliefs that I have, et cetera. So, we're going to give you a brief part of that. We are going to touch on the Kevin McCarthy thing, votes, <coughs> and it's going to be an open forum. But if you would indulge me as far as the phone calls is concerned, and let me do my rant, my rant today, it's going to be about Radio Strongman. And so, you can just uh, uh, listen in to that.、Uh, There was one other thing I wanted to advise before we got started.、Uh, well, anyway, for those, of you, oh, for those of you listening for the first time or just started listening, you probably wonder who is this guy, where did he come from, what's his story. And for many of my longtime listeners, you know, you know the story. And so if you would indulge me,、uh, I'm 66, soon to be 67 if the Lord says the same.、Uh, I moved here in 1981, October 26, 1981. Job moved me here. And、uh, I worked、uh, with the phone company in the data. I worked in data. And data, you know, I, I worked in voice about the last five, seven years. 
And that means, you know, working on your telephones and stuff. Mainly I worked on your, the data networks, your routers and、uh, T1s and all that kind of crap. Just matter of fact, when I started,、uh, we were installing 2,400 ball modems, 300 ball printers. And, uh, uh, you know, and we were actually still using soldering irons and doing things like that, putting on components and parts out in the field, et cetera. Nowadays, you just swap stuff out. Uh, you just swap things out. But anyway, that's another story.、Uh, I moved here.、Uh, I graduated from Morehouse College in 1979.、Uh, Minister Farrakhan spoke on Thursday doing baccalaureate services. And、uh, he spoke for about three hours. And nobody got tired. Everybody sat there and listened. I mean, you know. And he didn't, he didn't raise his voice. I mean, he didn't modulate up or down or anything. He just delivered a message. One of the most salient points he told in his message, he made the point that there was no unemployment problem in the black community. And this, and this is still true today. He said, there's no unemployment problem in the black community. He said, there's an attitude problem. He said, too many blacks have the attitude that. Unless you can pay me X number of dollars for my engineering services, for my legal services, for my medical services, you can't afford me. And he said, You're right. May not be able to afford you, but at the same time, how are you going to be a benefit to the community when you say, That the education that you got is so valuable that you won't give it away for free. So there may not be a job for you. There may not be any work for you, but there's work to be done. But it goes back to our attitude. And at that time, I was full of hope and optimism. And I want to see black people do better as a race and as individuals. I wanted us to do better. I grew up in Decatur, Illinois. The last out of 11 kids. I'm the seventh son, as it were. Because、uh, I have a brother that's a, a, to Snowball's、uh, delight. I have a brother I'm a, that's a stepbrother. I have some stepbrothers and sisters. My、uh, mom's first husband died and left five kids, and my dad married her. So even to this day, I tell people, look, I ain't got no beef with him. I don't have any beef. Because a man and married a woman with five kids back during those times, too. Hard as time was. Now, he was a stand up guy, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, that be that as my, I never heard my parents, or matter of fact, anyone around me, I'm talking about the older folks, talk about racism. I never heard them. Of course, you know, this is Decatur, Illinois, and the school I went to was integrated. I mean, I look at my、uh, elementary school pictures, there were blacks and whites in the classroom. So, I think I started school in 60. Yeah, because I know John Kennedy got killed. I remember I was coming home from school when the word came out. So, I know 62, 63、uh, when I started school. So, I'm looking at the school pictures from there. But anyway, like I said, I never heard. So, in other words, I wasn't raised with the uh, uh, keen awareness of the racial divisions that many of you may have、uh, experienced down here in the South. And my mom and dad, I only remember them coming home and saying, man. Don't white Democrats put it on us today.、Mm, never heard that. The only recollection I have is going down to Kentucky 
in the car breaking down and we couldn't get help at the、uh, uh, white establishments. And a black couple going to church stopped, in a, and they, they must have been going to a Kojic church or Kachusa or something like that.、Uh, they said, okay, well, we can help you, but we're going to church first. We'll take y'all. Man, we packed all up in there. It was tight as. It was almost like the bottom of slave ship. Man, that church service went on. I mean, dude, 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 it went on. Whew, they didn't have 911 back there. They had out a call to, hey, man, y'all need to send SWAT over here and tell this preacher, put the microphone down. Don't say another word. And I'm thinking, bro, you ain't got to tell me everything you know about Jesus today. I promise I'll come back. Anyway, they finally let out and they. Went back, we got the car running and we went on our way. But that was my only time experiencing anything about, you know, you couldn't go somewhere because of your color. But anyway, uh, uh, I ended up uh, uh, going to Morehouse and、uh, graduated from there. Marty, Marty King and、uh, Spike, John J. Johnson, they were all classmates.、Um, <laughs> we were part of a study group with Marty. I guess they, they kicked me out. This brother dragging down the line. Marty wasn't no scholar either now. Don't get it wrong. He, you know, he, but he, he's a good guy. He was just, actually, he was very shy. He was kind of introvert. But anyway,、uh, finished there. And like I said, hired on. Came here. I've been to every county in Mississippi. I've been to every county. Most of the、uh, major employers in each one of those counties.、Uh, I got a good, good measure of it. And what I found about Mississippi earlier on, because I mean, I came here. And remember, now when I got here, I was in the Nation of Islam. So I'm coming here with a lot. First, I got that Northern attitude, and then I got the Nation of Islam, which actually held me in good stead. Because one thing about the Nation, and you know,、uh, you, you respect yourself and you respect others. I mean, you, 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 you're going to, and this is what I found out about Mississippi. Yeah, you got some folks who, who, who will cut the food with you if you want to cut the food, but you act like you got some sense, you get that, you get that kind of treatment. And I remember the、uh, incident when my,、uh, I had a rental car and it stopped. And、uh, I'm sitting there on the side of the road and I look in the rearview mirror, I see this pickup truck. And I'm talking about this guy, l o o k e d like he came out of central casting for. White Klansman, or something. He had the flat top.、Uh, he didn't even need a tail light in his truck because his neck was so red. But he came, hey, bro, can I help you out? Got me, got me up off the side of the road. And I, I started coming, like I said, I'm coming with this attitude, you know, white man is going to do something to you, this Mississippi, yada, yada, yada. And all he did was help me get on, get on my way. So I had an incident when I was coming back from Natchez one night, again, in a rental car. And the windshield wipers went out. I'm coming back on the Natchez Trace. And the reason why this is important because it goes to show you about labels and people who wear your jersey. And as the scriptures ask the question, who is my brother? When I left to go on the road with the job, I left my apartment. I had a choice of leaving my apartment with this Christian couple who I knew from the church I had been attending. Before I joined the nation, or some brothers from the, well, this brother who was living at the YMCA who was from the nation. Well, this Christian couple had got burned out. But because, and you know, we had been friends, you know, and,、uh, but because I had joined the, the nation, I'm saying, this is my brother, yada, yada, yada. 
So I'll leave my apartment with my, because I'm paying the note. I'm going to have to pay the note anyway. So I leave my apartment with the brother from the nation. When I finally came back, my apartment was standing open. When I say standing open, the door was closed, but it was unlocked. My stuff had been gone through all, you know, just anyway, all, all that, that that would entail. And it let me know that my true brother was that Christian couple that was burned out. Not the brother that wore my jersey who was lacking in character. That was one lesson. Then, fast forward to that incident coming back from Natchez, and it was pouring down rain. And anybody, you driven up and down the Natchez Trace, you know they got some deep gullies on either side of the road. So my windshield wipers are out. And, you know, it ain't like you just pull over just anywhere. So I'm saying, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to line up against the... Uh, Uh, the middle uh, the 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 paint strips in the middle of the road so if i keep my wheels my left wheels on that near that then i'm gonna be good so i did that didn't go and i'm saying this way i won't go off the side of the road left or right so i was able to travel all the way from natchez to clinton because at that time the natchez trace wasn't completed all the way through when you got to jackson at 20 you had to get off so i'm driving lining up to the uh, white lines And instead of, I should say, I avoided going off the road from, you know, driving off the side of the road left to the right. What happened was I drove all the way from Natchez to Clinton. And instead of going off the side of the road, you know what I did? I went off the end of the road. You know, where the road stopped. And my front wheels, which I had front wheel drive on the rental car, was stuck. So the life lesson there was, You can be so narrowly focused on what you say you think you believe or you think you know. And you're trying to avoid going, missing it to the left or to the right, and you go right off the end of the road. So I'm stuck there and it's pouring down rain. And I've been sitting there about five minutes. And this 18-wheeler, you know, there's not supposed to be commercial vehicles on there. He had made the wrong turn. He thought he was getting off on a, a spring, not spring ridge, whatever that road is, Clinton Tenon Road, I think it is. Clinton Raymond Road. Anyway, uh, so he had to uh, back up to get back to get off this Natchez Trace before you get a ticket. Where he backed up to is where I was stuck. So I got out and I was waving, and he came, he got out his truck, threw some chains on the on the car, and pulled me out. So my whole point in all this, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of the things that I held to be true just aren't true. This is why I try to point out to folks when they. Show me how adamant they are about this, that, and the other. And I'm saying, bruh, breathe. Breathe. Anyway, what we're going to do is take a quick break. I'll finish this. I'm not going to go the whole show. I have gone the whole show in the past, in some uh, years talking about my past, but I am going to give you a little bit more description here for uh, filling the blanks for some folks and how I came to my political beliefs. Uh, anyway, let's take a break, Mr. Producer. All right, folks, we're back. It's 2023, Jay. What is it, J3rd, 2023? Also, I want to remind you, I'm going to be reminding you all throughout the year, Two-Gun Tactical, 667 Casey Lane, encourages you to get some firearm training throughout the year. I was listening to someone say that with just 20 hours of a, a handgun training, you can get comfortable with your weapon. Another 50 hours, you can get real good with your weapon. 100 hours, baby, you're going to feel confident. Now, that's just... 
you know, shooting on target. Now, when it comes to moving and all that stuff, that's additional training. But you need to commit yourself to at least two courses this year. And I suggest to you Two Gun Tactical, located there in Flowood, near the Highway 80 into Flowood at 667 Casey Drive, uh, Casey Lane, rather, and Flowood Drive. Now, Veronica、uh, is one of the、uh, instructors for the ladies, and the ladies love her courses. They're filling up fast, but again, they will make courses available based on the class load. So if the first class fills up, they'll make another one available. That's the way they roll. And can, you can rent a weapon、uh, if you're not certain of what it is you want. You can try out the different ones they have on the wall over there. Over, over 85 to choose from, probably more than that because the guns are coming in every day. So check it out. Two Gun Tactical, twoguntactical.com. All right, folks, I'm going to finish up. So, those of you on hold on, on hold, hold on. All right, so that's what was going on and how I came、uh, here, into, uh, here into Mississippi. And as I said,、uh, my affiliation with the Nation of Islam has, has held me in good stead. I learned a lot. But what I, what I also learned that at the end of the day, everybody's got the game, man. Whether it be Faircon or TD Jakes or the judicial system or the sheriffs or the Politicians, everybody's running a game. Everybody wants you to shave off a penny or point, 10% to them. And Minister Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam is no different. Okay? Now, I got disenchanted with the nation. This is when the oil,、uh, oil rich company, countries, rather, was donating all that money to the nation. Farrakhan didn't give a dime to the rank and file out here in the streets. He didn't give it. You know, he talked all that yang about when we come together and all that. He didn't make a dime available. No, no, no low interest or no interest loans. He didn't do any of that. If he did, they didn't tell strong man. Now, w e out there selling bean pies and fruit out there in that hot blank sun. We leave home with plums, come back with plum jam at the end of the day, be so hot out there. And then you got to say, you get to keep a quarter for every newspaper. Hey, hold up, Hawk. Old lady's in. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. And so uh, uh, I said, you know what? After they came out with the clean and fresh, and then I saw how that went down, I said,、mm, no, this ain't going to work. Now, here you got a product that's being manufactured at cost. You got a free distribution network. You don't have overhead for bricks and mortar for a store. And you can't turn a profit? No. No, 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 no. That ain't how that works. I ain't no math. I ain't no, C, I ain't no math genius. I ain't no CPA. But I can do basic math. And if you can control those two things right there, baby, you're going to you make some money. So that fell apart. And uh, uh, the brother who was making it at cost, he said, what else, can, what else can I do? So what I'm saying is, I don't care. And I've learned this down through the years. Whenever anybody starts talking that brother man, brother man, brother man, black crap, baby, run as fast as your feet will carry you. Because at the end of the day, you know what? The people who listen to Radio Strongman, numerically, what I have is a mega church. I have a mega church. I just ain't asking nobody for no money. The people who associate with the, with the station and with the program, they do so voluntarily. This is a business arrangement. So, when I sit back and look at it, and I look at this, is the reason why I ain't listening. Ain't nobody gonna try to lecture me about my blackness, Hoss. You got me tangled and twisted. Are you con men and hustlers, the Derek Johnsons and the Benny Thompsons of the world? They have yet to show where they're doing anything for somebody other than themselves. 
organizing a rally that's paid for by white folks on behalf of Negroes with criminal records? Bruh, you ain't got no juice? And the older I get, the more I realize that it's a scam, and that's why I get so、uh, assertive when you hear me talking to these Negroes about the crap that they're doing, the set aside Negroes, the black for a living, and the free to land folks. Man, that con is old. This is the reason why our candidacy for mayor is going to be breaking all that stuff up the door. We're going to plow some new ground, bro. There's going to be some things said on the campaign trail that ain't, Negroes ain't been hearing. And they need to hear. Now, they may not buy it. That's fine. But it's going to prove my point that black people ain't serious and white folks need to quit wasting their time. People are pouring good money after bad trying to help people who say that, hey, man, we're down on the luck. We got, well, uh, uh, we, We're behind in the race for life. You got everybody at the starting line and got us behind the starting line and all those old sob stories. And then when resources are made available to help you get that leg up, get you on the inner track, you squander it. And you think it's okay. You think that you're beyond being questioned. Well, that's why I come in. When Benny Thompson first got into Congress, I mean, I'm talking about his. First time. I mean, it was, I remember it was in October of his first year. And he was on Charles Tisdale's show, which was on WNPR. The first, the first bill that this fathead man signed off on was the Brady Bill. I think it was Brady Bill 2. Now, wait, I said, I called the program. I said, wait a minute, Homer. Now, when you were running for, The seat that you now hold, you w a s telling us how we couldn't trust the white man and the white man this and the white man that. I said, Why would you want us disarmed in the face of all this knowledge you have about this man? You know what he said? Who is this? Who are you? And now I'm taking it back. I'm offended. I said, Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. What you mean? Who is this? Who do I need to be? I said, all right, I tell you what. And Miss Tisdale hung up on me.、Uh, I said, I'm going to get me a radio program. And at that time, I was selling real estate part time and, you know, with Universal, doing, you know, life was good. I said, I'm, I'm going to、uh, underwrite the program with my,、uh, you know, with the advertising for the real estate. And that's what I started doing. I spent over $28,000 over about eight years saying the same thing you hear me saying right now today. That's why Negroes who say that, oh, I'm saying this for the white man. I was saying it to the Negroes before I was saying it to the white man. You don't know me, dog. Yashur, the late Yashur, I assume he's, he's gone because I hadn't heard from him in years, was my first caller. Pastor Matt Friedman was my first sponsor.、Uh, what's the, uh, uh, Ed,、uh, Ed Segrist over there in Vicksburg was my longtime sponsor. Money Power was my first co host. Wally Naylor was my second co host. Freeline,、uh, Harvey Freeline was my co host. Kamikaze was my co host. Quentin Matthews, we call him Q, was my co host. And in all my years on the radio, and all the invitations I've extended to young blacks that, who want to try to get into the game, do you realize not one black teenager, young person ever? Took me up on the offer to get into the game. Not one. You know who has? White kids. And then they go on to college with that 
little bit of experience on their resume being able to get into any radio or TV station. Maybe as an entry level, but you got to have that introduction. But they, they were upset with my politics. And I, was like, I don't care. Hoss, the opportunity's been extended to you. But see, that's symptomatic of what I'm saying and what I'm going to be saying is that black people have squandered 60 years of when we should have been running the ball right up the middle because we don't deal with certain people who think certain ways. Okay, now we're going to deal with this poverty. We're going to deal with this lack. We're going to deal with this want because we have squandered it. We have got our kids walking around here in mental chains. Running amok. Our number 601-879-0002. Caller, you got to hold on because I ain't done. We're going to be talking about the player who uh, uh, was taken off the field last night between the Buffaloes and the Bengals uh, game, and uh, we'll talk about that also, but I don't know when. Hold on. All right, folks, we're back, and it is It's Tuesday. Guess what? It's taco night at the Railroad Pizza in downtown Florida, Mississippi. Come on down for some of the finest tacos known to mankind. And they、uh, use a locally、uh, raised and farmed beef. That's right, folks. Well, they have any kind of flavor of meat or any type of meat that you like on there. But if you like the、uh, beef tacos, baby, there, your huckleberry, check them out today. And of course, you know, everything is handmade right there. By Chef Meredith, and she does a good job. And every day they have a special. Tomorrow, for instance, they're going to have the spaghetti special. Thursday, they have the special special that nobody knows until Thursday. You can find it on their Facebook page what the secret sauce is going to be that day. Check them out today. Railroad Pizza in downtown Florida, Mississippi. As they would say, come on down. The number over there for call ins is 879 7700. All right, folks. <coughs> Hopefully, I can remember where I, where I left off. But the bottom line was, as I said, I sat back and, and started observing all these scams and games. And I remember I was telling you how I was raised. They didn't, I ain't going to say that they didn't do race. They just never brought race up to the kids, at least up to me anyway. Because、uh, they're looking at it, well, what can he do? All that would do is eclipse, put, put uh, uh, blinders on him, dim his outlook on life. And see what we, and this is part of my message in 2023 and has been, and that is old black folks like myself, we won't leave the stage of life. We won't let these young kids come up. We're raining our fears down on there, and their issues are not our issues, and our issues are not theirs. They have not been told they can't come in someplace because of their skin color. They may have come in, been told they can't come in because they're looking nasty, looking trifling. Looking like they're going to rob somebody. Looking like whores. Looking like hookers. Looking like pimps. But not because they're black. And so we sit up here and continue ruining generation after generation of our young people with this crap about racism everywhere. Racism is not everywhere. My experience, anecdotal though it may be, but I think it's more accurate than, it in, than often not. You find more white people who are not racist than you do blacks. Black folks, when they ain't racist, they just. Well, I, have to, I have to be honest now. It's hard to distinguish the racism of black people from, in the case like people like Snowball, from just being ignorant. I mean, yeah, no, he, he could fool you. But at the same time, I find people out there who just, hey, man, hey, I. I hate what happened to you guys on the boat ride. Yeah, he took it in the shorts. That's an L. I hate it for you. 
But at the end of the day, the people who keep you hyped up and animated about that, it ain't slowing their roll. And what I have noticed is the so called man ain't going to promote nobody who's in the black community if you're selfless. If you are a Senator Kirksey or a Charles Tisdale in your heart, where you just want to see people come up, you ain't in it for the money. They don't want you. But you take somebody who's, who's grimy, like Chalk Lines Lumumba, like Benny Thompson, somebody who ain't going to share. Oh, man, sky's the limit for them. That's the equivalent of Hollywood making on black men put on dresses. You got to demonstrate a callousness towards your own people, as you saw with the way Harvey Johnson did the contracts with the city. Just ripped us off. Where the water and sewer department is housed at, then $800,000 to $900,000 they're paying in rent over there, that's about the same amount of money they were using to repair streets every year. And the streets were maintained pretty well with that amount of money because they didn't let them get too far gone. But when that money got diverted for that scam over there, so a few set-aside Negroes could get paid, get a sack of money, and who are they now? They, they, they're the couch meow. They're the ones that everybody point to as the black businessman. Bruh, that's the kind of stuff I'm going to break up at the door as a mayor. I promise you. Now, it ain't like they can't make no money. They just ain't going to make no money ripping us off. They're going to make money the old-fashioned way by performing uh, tasks for the services that they contract with. That's it. But anyway, getting back to that. So I was in the nation, got disenchanted. And in 1996, 97, 97, it was 97. Word of Faith Church, Pastor Kevin Wright and his lovely bride, Leslie, they came to Mississippi. They had been here, I guess, since 95, I think. Anyway, when they came into town, man, they 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 papered this city with uh, flyers. I mean, you know, just mail outs and mail outs and mail outs. So I got one. And for whatever reason, I never threw that flyer away. So this is to you pastors out there. You just never know. Uh, and it seemed like every time I was looking for something, that flyer would float up to the top of this pack or whatever it is, stack of stuff what I'm looking for. And so one night I had, uh, it was a Saturday night, I had been out, I don't know where I've been, Maximilian someplace, I don't know where I was, I don't know where I was. Anyway, I came home and uh, and I saw this flyer again. So I'm thinking, I'm going to go to church. Because what was happening was I wasn't going to the mosque, I wasn't going to the nation. But on Sundays I wouldn't go out before one o'clock because I didn't want nobody to know that I wasn't affiliated with no you know religious institution. That's just where I was reared. And uh, so I got up and I and I went to uh, Word of Faith over on Clinton Boulevard and uh, passed a writer. Just started a ser- series on the name of Jesus. Six week series. So I'm sitting back there with my arms folded. Yeah, Negro. Uh-huh. Yeah, whatever. You know, because I mean, again, I'm I'm steeped in what the nation had taught about uh, black preachers and Christianity and yada, yada, yada. But again, I grew up in the church. So uh, uh, I came back the next week, came back the next week. And after the sixth, the last part of the series, as I had to come down to the altar and bow, and bow my knees, I had to rededicate my life to Christ. And I let, I let all that Farrakhan stuff go. I let, and see, the nation of Islam, to Orthodox uh, Muslims, the nation of Islam is like what Christians consider Mormons or uh, 
Seven Day Offenders or Jehovah Witnesses. Close but no cigar type thing. And、uh, for the most part, the nation is an economic system, is what it is. It ain't no, it ain't no different than what T.D. Jakes and Reverend Ike and them had at the end of the day. But the thing is, don't folks ain't sharing, man. You got some brothers who are doing well. But the money that the. You know what, what I found out about Brother Farrakhan? He d o n t trust himself. That's the problem. And、uh, because if Mr. Farrakhan said we're going to start a black bank, he could get some deposits. People, people, because people trust him. He d o n t trust himself. And、uh, after all these years, the Moonies came in town. The Moonies w a s coming up about the same time we were coming up. The Moonies were out there selling flowers and, you know, they had on those Safan orange or peach color clothes and all that. They sold their flowers and made their money. They w a s buying banks and newspapers and establishing crap all across the globe, yada, yada, yada. And we still moving in to, to rent, rent bills. I mean, we were still leasing and renting. I was in our house. And I'm in real estate too. No, 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 no. Wait a minute now. So I finally just said, look, Farrakhan, hey, man, you do you, dog. Holla. I mean, I still think there's a, I got a lot of good teachings. A lot of good teachings. And there ain't no question about that. But at the end of the day, what I found out about Islam. There is no grace and mercy, bro. And Minister Farrakhan talked all that trash. But when he got that prostate cancer, when he was sitting across the table from the Grim Reaper, Jesus! Let me holler at you a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, oh, he was like Barney then. Oh, I love everybody. Then when he got, he went down to Cuba and got surgery, and them boys down there messed him up or didn't do as good a job. Came back, he had to get with them Jewish boys, and they healed him, got him back on the men, and he went back to being Farrakhan. I mean, like I said before, man, what I realized everybody got to grind, everybody got to hustle. I ain't trying to break nobody's plate, man. You just can't grind on me. But at the end of the day, if black people was going to do something, we would have done it by now. We don't have any kind of leader you could think of. And peculiarly, we. For whatever reason, we are a group of people out of God's people who have this incessant need and desire to be led by somebody. In too many instances, I don't know whether it's laziness or it's just that we're cursed. We won't pick up and read the instructions for ourselves. Hey, wait a minute. That, this ain't what they say. And we all off in left field. Our kids are running them up. This is why I say to these preachers out here man, I seen your sheep across town. Lost and turned out and running amok. What are you doing? You're supposed to be going after that sheep. No,、nah, man, dog. Hey, man, I don't go there.、Uh-uh. Bro, we got a problem. The black community is collapsing. Excuse me, collapse, past tense. The question is, what w e s going to do? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, the final few minutes of the first hour of the Kim Way Show. Next hour, it will be an open forum. I do want to finish a, a couple things.、Uh, how I came home to conservatism. As I said, I, what you hear on this radio program is what you learned at your dinner table. Many of us just walked away when I joined the Nation of Islam and started listening. I mean, I never bought into the uh, uh, hate whitey kind of thing. That was, I just wanted us to do better. But what I found out is you got. Anybody who wants to be in position of leadership, anybody who wants to lead you, Hoss, you, you need to question it. This is why I keep trying to tell folks anybody trying to sell you an ism, all they want to do is to be the boss of you. 
They ain't making nothing equal. You ain't living like Joe Biden. You ain't living like Barack Obama. But that's what they're selling you. And because you won't have any sense for yourself, you get moved around a chessboard. But anyway, there was an article in the uh, editorial in the edit- in Atlanta Journal Constitution about Ronald Reagan. Reagan had just uh, been elected. I guess he'd been in office about a year. And uh, they made the point about Ronald Reagan and what he stood for and what he meant and what he was trying to do. He said, and it said, look, Ronald Reagan, if you wanted to be a crackhead or if you wanted to go to Georgia Tech and become an engineer, Ronald Reagan's not going to stand in your way. All Reagan was trying to do is open up the door of opportunity and let those who will come and come through it. It's not going to be a black door. It's not going to be a brown door. It's not going to be a gray door, green, gray. At that time, gay wasn't a big issue. But anyway, you get my drift. So if you're sitting back saying, I ain't going to move until they put a, 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 a transgender sign on the door or a brown or a black, then there may not be any opportunities for you. Because you don't have sense enough to get up off your butt. The same thing with Trump. The Trump presidency and when Trump's thrust in life is, it's not for people who are trifling. It's not for people who are mental cripples. It's for people who got some get up and go about themselves, some self-respect and some drive. That appeals to me. Because that's what the nation was talking about. Do for self. It wasn't talking about giving me a welfare check. And my mom and my dad working for less than minimum wage, raising all those kids, eating tea and toast in the morning. Because that's all there was. But thinking, hey, man, we eat. I mean, you know, I ain't, like I said, I didn't know we were poor until I got older. That old joke about the uh, census man, census taker being in the front room. And, you know, back then, kids couldn't sit in the front room when adults was in there. And they doing the census and we listening. And the uh, census man said, well, how much do you make? And uh, my dad told him. The man paused. And he said, oh, my God. Y'all living in poverty. Everybody's eyes got big as hell. We didn't know what Papa done, what the hell he done got us into now. But see, we didn't know. But see, that's how good they were. Nowadays, parents, they whine to their kids about life. Oh, man. I had to wait at the red light. Man, the light didn't change. And racism. And these kids are neurotic and crazy. You saw that woman on YouTube just trashing the uh, airline uh, uh, counter. These people are on so They putting something in the food, man. And then our pastors ain't got nothing for them. Hey, our, our people are running amok. The message, y'all message is sterile, man. You can get mad at me for saying it. And many of these pastors, that, that's what Jamal Bryant's uh, situation is. Jamal worried about losing that big church down there. Because people ain't going for this stuff anymore, man. So, man, we need to sell some weed up in here. I just tell you, Hoss, man, we, we're in a bad kind of way. Not, I take it back, we, y'all. Because I ain't falling for the okie doke. See, y'all get mad at me because I won't be nice when people are cutting a fool with me and I'll call them out for who they are. Kim, you shouldn't say it like that. Hoss, I ain't got nothing to gain by playing like, hey, I don't, uh, uh, well, I should say, I don't go along with this stuff. So I'm supposed to play a game with you to make you feel good about how nice I am. Hoss, I am not that guy. Like I said before, I will crack your head down to the white meat. And I'll pray over your wounds. I'll call the name of Jesus over that knot on your head. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. It's J32023. That's right, folks. Hey, we want to remind you 
that this is your host, Radio Strongman. Coming to you live from the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. Folks, we need you. Look, you're getting those income tax checks. You're thinking about, okay, I need a new automobile. Well, Mac Hike of Flowwood, they have them, folks. And they're also, Mac Hike of Flowwood is home to the $3.99 a month deal. So you're looking for a payment you can handle? That's it. $3.99 is the magic number. Mac Hike is the magic name. Mac Hike of Flowwood. Check them out today. All right, folks. So for those of you who are not going to get a new car, you're going to try to get the old one fixed. Don't forget our good friends over at Rapid Tire Exchange in Clinton. Clinton's only uh, uh, right there. Uh, they're right down the street from a Lewis Furniture Store, as a matter of fact. But Rapid Tire Exchange and right behind Rapid Oil Change, right across from the Walmart. So if you need tires, you need brakes, you need uh, uh, problems with your uh, power steering, excuse me, steering, well, uh, that, that would be a wheel alignment. Uh, they can do all those things, uh, boots, struts, the whole nine yards. They take good care of you folks, and they're experts on what's going on with the undercarriage of your car. So if you're looking for someone to give you the straight skinny all the time, Rapid Tire Exchange. Check them out. Folks, you can actually go online, rapidtireexchange.com, and set your appointment. You can pick out your tires. You can pick out your accessories. You can do all those things. And while you're over there, get that oil change. And when they ask you, do you want your spark plugs cleaned? Uh, excuse me, your ignition uh, uh, fluid put in there to clean your spark plugs and all those types. I don't know if they still have spark plugs in there. Yeah, I guess, whatever. Go ahead and do it at least once a year. It will improve your gas mileage. You know, I thought it was just an upsell. They were trying to, no, it was actually a, a, a good move on my part. So I encourage you to do the same. Rapid oil change. And uh, they're located 953 Highway 8 in Clinton, Mississippi. All right, folks, we got a lot. To talk about who do we got mobile we got mobile bob hey man <laughs> hey i sometimes i'll forget that you were a member of the nation of islam so you mentioned it it's, <laughs> like, it's like it's like uh, so unlike any uh nation member or even ex-member that i've i've known yeah but definitely a great story a little girl guy just shared it with us yeah i just so because you know people get some context you know you know how they, uh, uh, people who are, who's not Democrat, they just, you know, try to paint you as this. Like I said, my, my credentials are in order. I don't need to apologize to anyone about whether or not I care about people or black people. I mean, please, keep it moving, Hoss. Find something else. Really? You know, when they can't disagree or don't want to debate you, they just call you a name or whatever, try to get you off the off the guard. And mm. uh, like, I'm like you with. You know the 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 slurs you want to throw. It's so irrelevant to me. It's it's laughable at this point. You the same thing all over and over again. Number one, and you can't offend me, so I never don't care what you think, right? Or say or accuse me of being whatever, not whatever, whatever. You accuse me of not being black doesn't change anything. So what's <laughs> the point? <laughs> yeah, and see that's and that's just an example of how sidetracked and how uh, immersed these people are in just meaningless things. Things that at the end of the day doesn't prove anything other than their fidelity to the Democrat Party and okay, fine. I mean, if you want to be, you know, show that type of loyalty, that's good. But what's your point? What is it getting you and why are you bothering everybody else about things not working in your life when you spend all your waking hours worrying about meaningless crap? Or if you don't feel the same way they do about because they for some bizarre reason, they've trained themselves to hate America and white people, and what, but, but America in general. They get mm-hmm. angry when we don't. Right. I mean, it upsets them. That it really does. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you hear them call here, uh, uh, Snowball and the rest of them, Coon Dog, and they're barking and 
Man, they want us to, they want the man to shoot up in the tree. Yeah, that a coon is killing him. And what, what's my crime? Minding my own business. Jesus. Yeah, yeah and when I tell, I'll, I grew up like you, my parents, uh, well, I was now father at home, so my, but my mother and grandmother didn't come home every evening complaining about white people did this and white people did that. People much of anything at all. It was just they went to work and came home and watch we watch TV. Right. It wasn't white this white that everything's bad there. And I grew up in the South in Mobile, then deep in the South, and I, nobody said anything. It was and I got my when I grew up, schools already integrated, so I never had that problem. And right. my teachers didn't act like they never weren't integrated right. when I went to school. I didn't know when I tell people I I've never had any problems with a white person in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I'm 56 years old. Mm-hmm. It almost like it upsets them. It does. Um, well, you you know, ain't really black. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want me to lie to you? Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, te- I can only tell you what the truth is. Mm-hmm. They act like we just don't want to admit that it's just terrible and racist, and, and we just don't want to see it. Okay, why wouldn't I want to see it if it was that obvious? Well, again, it, I just don't have time for it, and uh, I don't appreciate them wasting all this opportunity that is presented to all Americans, which would include black folks, and we're squandering and we, we're driving yeah. our kids crazy with this foolishness. They they won't take advantage of, oh, man, uh, white folks. In, oh, wait a minute. And they all act like they Nelson Mandela, like they done did 27 years. Man, please. Sick of that foolishness, man. And like you said, it, number one is ingratitude. Which one thing to get dragged that hate God hates a, a, a lot mm-hmm. is ungratefulness. Because I, mean, I can totally understand it. Can you imagine your kids? You give them everything, and the only thing they can do is tell you everything you didn't do? Right. <laughs> that drives you crazy. <laughs> uh, ingratitude is, and it's like, it's not that we don't have a lot to be thankful for and grateful for. It's, uh, it, it is what it is. Now, they, they want us to keep, like I said, the debate I was having on YouTube with these idiots about white slaves. Uh, they don't want to believe white people were slaves. <laughs> yeah, they were. They just want to focus on, well, America was uniquely bad at it. It was uniquely worse. And America was worse. Um, no, slavery was pretty bad everywhere. Well, listen. But you just want to make this country more guilty. How can you tell somebody who's being uh, crushed or hung. Well, you know, black people were hung uh, worse than you. Hoss, I don't care at this time. They get ready to string me up. I mean, we just have no perspective. I mean, we just buy into all sorts of foolishness, man. I mean, don't people are getting, the, the Christians who are getting thrown to the lines. Well, you know what's going to happen to black people in the year 1892. <laughs> Exactly, bro. Oh, my boy. slavery wasn't as bad as, as, as slavery in America. Oh, uh, you, you, yeah. I bet you they would. They didn't think that. <laughs> Man, but what, whatever. It just drives you crazy, and they get upset that you don't feel like they feel. Mm-hmm. That you don't. That you claim you didn't experience the racism they claim they see every day. They, 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 they're, they're having to make it up now. It's so non-existent, right? And it's well. It, if it was so, if it was everywhere, then you should be able to prove it to me easily. Mm-hmm. And what I drive the most crazy with, you know, I was all kind of say, okay, well, there's systemic racism in the country. Name for me one thing that you can't do because of your race, and I'll sit back and watch you fail to do so. Right, that's right. And this is why I'm saying 
these people, the real racists or the real haters of, of black people or people of, of any uh, 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 color, would be those who tell you that these things be so. I mean, because why would I mean why would you tell your child something that would be counterproductive to them getting yeah. uh, being able to stand on their feet at age eighteen? And this is what I keep telling people. What you hear me say on this radio program is what people who at great cost to themselves imparted to me. So why should I believe Derek Johnson from the NAACP or Chuck Schumer or anybody else? I, the template is what my parents taught me and what the Bible says. And other, especially Asians, they don't teach their children. Although this victim mentality is starting to spread among other races, too, to their detriment. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to suffer the same kind of thing the black did from clinging to this victim mentality, but for the most part, Asians didn't just teach their kids to be forever victims. It's uh, you yeah, know, well, white people are like who cares? Get your head in those in that book. Well, the bottom the bottom line, what they're teaching them is look, get your weight up and don't get and don't allow yourself to get in that position where you could have that happen to you. Black people are doing just the opposite. Did you see? I mean, this happened a couple of days ago up in Detroit. This this lady, she was a respiratory therapist, black lady, coming out of store, I guess, Belks or something like that, you know, type store, department store. And uh, uh, this black guy, Biden supporter, Democrat to his heart, with his hoodie on, walks up to her as she's approaching her car, shoots her, takes her car keys, and steals her car. Now, on, this is wrong on so many levels, obviously, but think about it. This is where this this is where I fought the black preachers. Y'all all up in my grill about me or Donald Trump or conservatives, bro. That's one of your members. Whether they actually attended your church, that's the people that you're supposed to be influenced. Now you up here talking about what everybody else ain't. This young man, even as a criminal, is a failure because. If he wanted the car, he could have just wait. He could have went on and broke into it in hot water before she even got there and took the car. So where is he going after he commit a murder that he's going to be okay? The whole mentality of that young man is all embodied in what the, what's wrong with the Democrat Party and what these people refuse to acknowledge. And I'm going to rail against to the day I die. I'm going to break it up at the door. These people are a problem, Mount Mobile. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh, which years do you quick for this about the football player, though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I was watching the game when he when he did the classic, uh, I'm I'm fine, boom, I'm hitting the ground now, uh, that, that, you, that you can find all over the Internet of people doing the exact <laughs> same thing. One minute they're upright, verbal, and, and, and the next minute the wires just shut down. Mm-hmm. And we've never seen seen this before before that shot of course i watched them all do mental gymnastics yesterday to avoid the evident the elephant in the room of why that of how could he have passed out like that with a car with, uh, once again with heart problems mm. a 24 year old uh, athlete with heart problems and never you never saw this before the shot folks mm. after this degree come on well see and that's that's another one of my pet peeves uh, and and they will tell me, Kim, you just need to be nicer. You need to say things. No, don't. You got Fauci. You got our governors. You got all these medical state medical directors. People lied to us. They hid the benefits of ivermectin to the detriment of people dying. And then we supposed to just say, oh well, maybe if if I ask them the right way, they'll apologize. I don't want them to apologize. I want I want them in jail. 
I want him arrested. Yeah, that guy was they, I mean, I, of course, I, we don't know he took the shot, but yeah. <laughs> but you can have a guy whose chance of dying from COVID was zero. If he's afraid of dying from COVID, he shouldn't even begin to get into that death trap of a car. He caused a car because the chance of dying in an automobile accident was far higher than him dying of COVID at 24. That's right. That's but right. They, so they gave him a, a shot he didn't need. And if this, which come on, and then the Bible comes would think that how there's a really good strong chance uh, that he took that shot, and this is the result of it. Well, he uh, he got it. He got、uh, he got a booster on December 26th.、Uh, his doctor、wow. his doctor said that he was in. I'm saying, how do you know he was in good health? I mean, he probably looked like he did when he was out there on the field that day.、Uh, I doubt very seriously if they put him through all the paces, the testing, the Uh, treadmill and all that. They just said he was in good health. Doctors tell you that crap all the time. Hey, man, you, we'll see you next year. Did you pay cash? Yeah, that's all they want to know. So, he did take the booster. He did. That's, 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 that's what the rumor is, I think. No, no, no. His doctor, his doctor they, he took the post down, but his doctor said that、uh, he was in contact with the medical center and uh, uh, that you know, he had just got the booster on December 26th. And、uh, then the doctor pulled that down. Look, the bottom line is. Uh, America, you got to decide. These people try to kill us. There's no other way to look at it. They tried to kill us. They forced us at gunpoint to take medicines that we didn't need and was a, more of a threat than the perceived or,、uh, uh, a virus that they said that was out there. So you got to decide what you're going to do. If you want to talk nice to them, fine. If that's your tactic, Hoss, I'm just telling you, if you can't stand pain, leave me alone. Leave me alone. That's all I'm asking. For your benefit. He took a healthy young man and made him unhealthy. And then they, Way to go, Fauci. What about Jacksonville Jaguar guy? What was he, 38 years old, the、uh, former player? He drops dead、uh, over the last 24 hours.、Uh, well, so far, he's just on the, the drop, the fell <coughs> suddenly list,、mm-hmm. and he's not on the died suddenly list. Hopefully, he's on the died suddenly list. He is dead. He's on the, the, the other guy. The, 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 yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But he is,、uh, the, the quality of his death is death. He's pretty dead. Right. All right. All right, Mobile. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Willie, hold on. Boom, boom, boom. All right, folks, we're back. And it is, it's J323. That's right, folks. Hey, I want to remind you the mailroom of Gluckstat, you Gluckstatians out there. You now have a place to go for your office needs. That's right. You need to make copy facts. You need to get some things done, emails. You, you, need, you need document prep. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, they can do it right there at the mailroom of Gluckstack. The location is on Calhoun Station Parkway, 270. <coughs> Excuse me. 270 Calhoun Station Parkway, right down the road from your pie. And we want to encourage you to stop by there if you need a gift raft, fellas. They have a gift. Gift wrapping services. I'm trying to get my water out here so I can <coughs> get this feather. <coughs> Excuse me.、Uh, they have gift wrapping services that you can take care of. They、uh, have a UPS FedEx shipping center there also. So that's the mailroom of Gluckstadt. Now you don't have to go all the way to Madison or all the way up. No, I don't even know if Canton has one. So you people up in Canton, you can come down to Gluckstadt and get her done. Good folks over there, man. They handled all my holiday shipping needs and they did good work. And the friendly folks. Check them out today. 270 Calhoun Station Parkway, right down the road from your pie. While you're over that way, get you a piece of pizza pie. Have it made your way. All right, folks, it is an open forum. We got Willie on the line. Is he still there?、Mm-hmm. <coughs> All 
Hey, Willie, appreciate you holding. No problem, Tim. How how you? Happy New Year to you and your family. Thank you, sir. Okay. Um, the reason I, I called is I, when I was on my way home, I heard um, one of the news persons speak about the the election for the uh, you know in Washington right. for the Republican <laughs> leader, right? And uh, for the House at least, and, <laughs> and he made a statement that. The, the Democrats seem to be more together than the Republicans because they have had three votes and they haven't found, they haven't uh, elected one yet. And I'm saying, well, you know, first thing I thought about was you, you're gloating about this. Well, maybe, you know, uh, I remember when I was growing up, they used to tell us that the, the road, you know, there's two roads and one to leading to heaven is, is narrow. And has very few people traveling it, you know. That's right. But the one that's going to uh, to hell is wide, and mm-hmm. it got lots of people. And agree with. And I'm thinking about. I said, well, maybe we need to think about the Democratic Party. In my opinion, seem to be going along with everything that's anti-God. Sure, you're going to have more people agree with mm-hmm. uh, um, agree then. But that's you right. know, when you when you've got a, a, a party that's believe in trying to uh, uh, look out for, really look out for it, for the country and the, and the people of the country, then you, 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 you know, that creates a problem for a lot of people. I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> well, you're right. Okay. Appreciate that, Willie. Thank you so much. Happy New Year's. All right, same to you. Oh, yeah, you said something else I wanted to tell you. Mm-hmm. I agree 100% with when we were out growing up, we we I lived in an area where you know everybody in that area was was pretty poor, and we were poor, but nobody knew it. <laughs> no, we did. When nobody talked about it, you know, nobody never knew. My parents never did bring it up to us. We just, well, we were just just average, mm-hmm. you know. So, okay, you have a blessed one, there, Kim. Appreciate you, Willie. Thank you so Bye-bye. much. Uh, you know. One thing, and I think I mentioned this down through the years, I remember um, going with my mom to pick up some commodities. You know those commodities in the gold cans? Peanut butter and all that stuff, the butter and all that kind of stuff. And I remember being there all day. For whatever reason, there was some kind of delay. I don't know what the deal was. You know, I'm a child, so I'm just playing, doing whatever. I'm going to stay as long as my mom stays. But you know what I, I don't recall? People calling the news. Y'all need to get over here. We've been in line almost two, three hours. They ain't, they ain't gave none of that. People were grateful to get that stuff. It was just it, now. It's just a whole different attitude. I'll be honest with you, and that was going to be part of my rant today, as I gave my uh, life story, as it were, synopsis. I'm not putting up with y'all anymore. I don't have anything to prove. I think I'm like many other Americans, man. I've been given willingly, uh, just lovingly. You know, I give what I can. Sometimes I even give from the inside of the cup. You know, you're supposed to bless people off the overflow. When you start getting down inside the cup, you're actually getting in dangerous territory because you got to be able to sustain yourself and your own family. And all this ingratitude that I'm seeing all the time, I'm just you're turning me off. And my position is God can bless you directly unless he tells me specifically, go do this here, man. I'm buttoning my purse, folding my arms. I don't have anything for you. I'm not taking care of anybody younger than me. 
And the only thing wrong with them is that they got a funky attitude, a bad attitude. I'm not, I'm sorry, I don't have anything for you. And I'm not going to let you browbeat me about my lack of compassion or how I need to do this and why aren't I do that and why aren't I mentoring and all that stuff. No.、Mm-mm. And I'm not against any of those things, but I'm not going to have people who have not figured out how to pull it all together to tell someone, hey, man, this is what I need you to do. And then I got to come back and you got the same, the very same people got the very same problem month after month after month. And then you got to do a chalk lines Lumumba like he did the governor after the governor stepped in. And bring the resources and brought the resources of the state to help Jackson out. And that insolent, ungrateful little short man says what he says. That stuff is not cute. It's not funny. I don't care how black you are, how black you think you are. That is just an indication that you, you have either disavowed the, the upbringing your parents taught you or you're just a butthead. I don't approve of it. I don't care what color you are. I'm not going along with it. Oh, you just all foot on white folks all the time. Hoss, I'm for things that work. Like I told you over the holidays, I enjoyed all the benefits of white supremacy. My lights w a s on. Energy kept the power company coming. Atmos kept the gas company coming. And Jackson somewhat gave me some dribs and drabs of water, but I was better than most. Up in North Jackson, we still have water. Folks down in South Jackson, oh man, they got the full weight of black supremacy. No water. I ain't buying that stuff. I'm calling things out for what they are. If you're offended, if you think I ain't upholding black folks, so? So what? You trying to tell me we can't do no better than this? This is it? Oh, well, then I know I won't be upholding this crap. And guess what? I don't care what you think. I don't care what you do. Y'all can posse up, do it any way you want. I got some posse too. I got some Duck Dynasty boys, man. I'm talking about them boys. All of them look like、uh, Charlie Daniels. You know, they got guns in their beards. Sitting back with their fingers crossed waiting for some stuff. Who do we have? Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, got Nathan. All right, folks, we're back, and it is J323. Don't forget the AC doctor stands at the ready to help you with all your AC and、uh, heating needs. And heating is what you're going to be needing. Uh, folks, it was warm today, short pants weather. Next week, next tomorrow, anyway, it could be freezing. The AC doctor can make sure your HVAC is working properly. Keep this number handy 601 706 4551. 601 706 4551 or the com on the web. Let's go to, oh man, darn it. Nathan, I'm so sorry, man, but you know, this is a commercial station, bro. We got to get paid. Get paid, wait. The apostle. Uh, uh, what is it? The profit for profit. All right, folks.、Um, real talk, though.、Um, going into 2023, we, I, and I, I can't say we in this case, in my case, I'm not putting up with the foolishness, man. This country, it's questionable whether or not we're going to be able to hold this thing together. There's so many people working against America from the inside. I, like many of you, can't figure out why and what, what their beef is with a country that's been so blessed. And yet, all they want to do is complain and tear things. They, it, it's almost like when two people are getting a divorce and the husband and wife, and each one of them is trying to show who could care the less about what they have and what they had and the, just everything. They're just playing economic and emotional chicken with one another. I don't appreciate it. And to the extent that I can. 
put my stake in the ground and say no further, draw that hard line and say don't cross it. This is what we're going to do. Man, I, like I said before, Donald Trump, Christian patriots and rednecks, tea parties, Americans, we're the only ones who've been following the law. Whether it's petitioning our government during the Obama uh, uh, era with the Tea Party or with the、uh, rise of Donald Trump, we're the only ones who've been doing it, but the founding fathers intended us. We ain't doing no election stealing. We ain't doing all this old fraud and all this other crap. Our losses are coming primarily from the so called Republicans that are supposedly in our midst, working and rowing in our direction. The Michael Guest of the world. You know, check it out. Now, if Benny Thompson got $600 million for his work、uh, on the J6 Commission, and Liz Cheney, her net worth doubled from 20 something million dollars, almost $44 million during the time that she was uh, uh, on the J6 Commission. What did Michael Guest get for his vote to、uh, install the J6 Commission? Either, whatever answer you could come up with, if he did it for free, that's a problem. If he did it for money, where's the money? What did you get?、Okay. Folks, what we need to do is just hold strong. Like I said before, I know many of you out there don't like the way I say things, my tone and my inflection and all that. And I understand that and I can appreciate that. We had a gentleman who was a Mark called in here the other day and he was talking about his、uh, reluctance about Trump and his concerns. And they're, they're legitimate concerns, but here's the thing. And I had someone say, Kim, you're awful hard on him. No, it's not so much I'm hard on Mark. I'm hard on that line of thinking about Trump. Not that Trump is infallible without spot or wrinkle. That's not the point. The point is, he's our best general. DeSantis is a good guy. He's one of, I mean, it's like when Ali was fighting. You know, Foreman and Norton and all those guys and Frazier, those guys carried their own weight, man. They were contenders. I mean, they were champs. They were in rotating the championship, yada, yada, yada. But Trump's our guy. If Trump causes this much fear and consternation in him, son, that's another arrow in our quiver against them. Why get rid of them? Because he makes you uneasy about him spewing all that testosterone when he talks to him. I'm not a nice guy. I'm not the guy that's going to be nice and sweet and say all the flowery language to make them feel good about themselves. Screw them. If they have fallen continents as a result of what I said, then I've done my job. There's nothing written in stone that these people have to be happy every day at everything that I do and that I need to change and ameliorate my ways so that they won't have a, a, a bad day. Man, they pound sand, huh? I don't care. Not while they're trying to destroy everything that I hold dear. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be that guy. Well, you ain't going to get into heaven. Okay. This is what I know based on my relationship with our Lord and Savior. God finds favor on whom he pleases. What you say, what you think, well, the words say this and the words say that. I understand all that. He finds favor on whom he pleases. So at the end of the day, Hoss, you do you. And to Mark, I understand what you're saying, brother. And I don't believe you're a bad person. But what I do believe is that we cannot survive more Marks or, when I say Mark, I'm talking about the mindset that Trump is,、uh, needs to be done away with, yada, yada, yada. We can't survive the Michael Guest. These people are playing for keeps. This is the ninth inning, bro. 
They're about to square the circle. And you're talking about, well, if we get somebody in there who's not, no, we need somebody who's an SOB. We need somebody who's going to get medieval. We need somebody who's going to pee like a boy dog. Let's go to Derek. What do you say, bro, man, bro, man? What's up? Bro, man, I just want to hit on something you said real quick. You know, <clears throat> um, about people not being here accountable. Right. And these people just do things because nobody calls their feet to the carpet. That incident a week ago, I mean, uh, a couple of weeks ago, that happened down there in Richland with the girl walking in there with the gun, talking about demanding she need help, blah, 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 and all this. Why do you think she did that? Because nobody's never held her accountable for anything. Um, she's one of these people that, that, you know, may have very well had a mental issue or whatever. But she was used to getting all this help and this assistance and things like that. But the funny thing about assistance, it, it eventually dries up. So you met consequences for the first time in your life. Mm. You should have seen how many Negroes was online. Oh, she needed help. I didn't get her help. When was the last time you know somebody go to Walmart and get help for anything? <laughs> so, yeah, 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 Richland PD gave her help. You know what I mean? Well, the bottom line is, you you could tell by the way she was waving that gun. She had she had delusional uh, uh, grandeur, and many people who have guns do that same thing. I I was looking at the way she was handling it, the way she was doing things. And here's the thing: when these people go into federal court to sue them to let these people out on the street who have mental problems, one of the things they tell the judge: we need to mainstream these people. Well, getting shot for waving a gun is pretty much mainstream. That's what happens. So, yeah, hey, you're one of us. <laughs> I was taught a long time ago by, by, by my old world history teacher in school when we was learning U.S. law. He used to always say ignorance of the law will not be tolerated. That used to be his, his, his <laughs> number one saying, ignorance of the law will not be tolerated. But, man, you should have saw how many Negroes on there justifying that girl. Oh, they should have got us some help. They got to help. Oh, mental illness is real. No, what she okay. should have did was put the gun down. Yeah, okay. Is her mental illness the result of her drug use, or she has a legitimate one? That, that would have been my question. Well, as far as I'm concerned, everybody's crazy nowadays. Let them tell it. And they're crazy when it's convenient. Uh, convenient. My thing is this here. Quentin Matthews, he's the co-host with me, he said something a long time ago. He said, if you commit a crime and you run away, you ain't crazy. You know what you did. Yeah. And if you didn't put the gun down because you feel like this gun was going to intimidate, get the effect that you want, you had enough presence of mind. Now, you may be weaving in and out of reality, but it's all real now, baby. All I'm saying well, is everybody wants to be crazy. But, you know, Kim, uh, these politicians that go make these um, knee-jerk laws don't do no better. It's like I was talking on the Clay Show the other day about this new protection order thing went into effect July 1. All a person, particularly woman, all she got to do is run to justice court and say, I ain't fear my life. And they'll issue her a protection order, putting somebody out their house without due <laughs> process. Well, you know, now, go ahead. Now, I'm not saying domestic violence is not a problem. I'm not saying that. If it's a legitimate charge of domestic violence, then yes, put a protection order. But if somebody can go to a court without due process and get a protection order just to put their spouse out, when in chancery court you can't just put your spouse out, especially during divorce because you got to provide a place for them to live. You just created a double jeopardy situation. Well, they just passed, went into effect out in uh, Texas, the Sandra Bland Act, and I was listening to uh, Charleston White talk about it. And, uh, uh, folks, this uh, this mental illness thing in the Second Amendment, 
These folks, this is a back doorway. This, this is actually more pernicious than all the other efforts they made to take your guns because now you have very little rights once they say, hey, man, uh, 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 Derek, Derek might be crazy. And then they put you under that medical uh, designation and Hoss, you got some you got some legal issues. Like I said, you know, they talking about we got a mental illness problem. No, we got we got star politician problem and we need to start sending them home. Yeah. Time's to do it, brother. Derek, good to hear from you, man. Hey, Kim, we need some mind. <laughs> we need a mind, a real mind. <laughs> All right, Have a good one, brother. All right, man. Now, folks, uh, we've got so many, like I said before, we're putting up with too much crap. And if you notice the stuff that we're putting up with, that we're being told to tolerate. Basically, we're allowing the slowest wagon in the wagon train to dictate the speed of society. We got these people at all. It's just like I was I was leaving uh, uh, Lakeland Drive, leaving St. D coming up 55. And I'm looking at all this trash. Just trash everywhere. This, come on, Jack. And so much of it is, uh, uh, look like uh, garbage bags from people's home from the different, the type of trash you're seeing on the side of the driveway. First of all, I don't know where it's coming from in terms of who's specifically driving, putting it down there. But I am not, this this whole homeless thing where they get to stack all their crap up all up and down the street and at the intersection, no, no. You chose this lifestyle. We don't allow you to stack your trash here. When you get done panhandling, get you and your little bags and you all, you tote that stuff wherever you're going. Don't be leaving that stuff here. Kim, that's cruel. Well, you know what? Life is cruel. We've got to have some parameters. You got some people who decided to check out of, on life. And then when they get real cold, then they upset and they feel bad. Hoss, wait a minute. You ain't too far gone to know that it ain't that at some point it's going to get cold again. It's going to get real hot. And when the weather was nice and you sitting out up under the tree, you didn't stop anybody. Hey, man, can I do anything for you? You need your yard rate. No, you don't do any of that stuff. You just sit back and want somebody to cater to you. All right, folks, we're back. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Sylvia. Hey, Sylvia. Happy New Year. I didn't realize it was so late, so I'll be quick. I just wanted to share with you what I hope the Lord will help me work on. I'm sure he will this year. And so I wanted to share it with you just in case you might like these two verses as well. Hmm. This is Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4 in the New Living Translation. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4, and I read that from the New Living Translation. So that was all I wanted to share with you. Happy New Year, and I'm looking forward to another year listening to the Kim Wade Show. Appreciate you being out there, Miss Sylvia. You. Alrighty. Thank you now. You're welcome. All right. Sylvia and Snowball, <laughs> our favorite. All right, folks. Uh, uh, look, at the end of the day, 2023, everybody got to pull their own weight. We, Christian Patriots and Rednecks, folks, we told it, folks, far enough. We're not against helping our fellow man and our fellow Americans, but things have gotten too far gone. Things have gotten out of hand. You got too, we, we told too many ingrates. Until we turn some caps around or until they turn their own caps around. And if they're not willing to do it voluntarily, you know what? Hunger pains will do it for them. We ain't got to lift a finger. But all this stuff where they 
putting the criminal and the lowbrow and the lowlife and the low achievers up over everybody else, knowing that all that's going to do is lead to collapse, and then you're using the full weight of the state and the police powers of the state to do it. No, Hoss, I'm not signing off on that. All I can say to you, you got some difficult days ahead. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I can tell you who ain't going to be involved in it me. If you think I don't like you, fine, I can live with that because I don't have anything else to prove. You have shown me you don't like yourself. Not enough to go out and work hard enough to feed yourself. And you a grown blank man? Or hoss? Hoss, I can show you better than I can tell you. I'm breaking all this foolishness up at the door in 2023. No more Mr. Nice Guy. I've been over backwards. I've been feeding folks who I should let starve. Not because I want them to see them, see them do bad. But they out here trying to break my plate. They're siding with the enemies of prosperity of god's word and of good times and all that have made america great you siding with them in need in need and you know you're not willing to pull your own weight so they talked about mental illness earlier okay whatever your issue is is going to be compounded by hunger so all i can say to you out there who doing all these uh, heinous things against america Against God's word. And that's what all this old homosexuality push. It ain't nothing but a thumb in the eye of God. At every turn they want you. They want you to endure. Partake and co-sign this foolishness. I'm not the one. There's some Negroes out there who will sit still for this kind of crap. I ain't him. You need to go get Jamal Bryan and all these other nominal preachers out there pushing this hustle. I ain't got nothing for you. You guys think it's a game and the forces of evil about to square the circle in this country and so-called men of God won't even ameliorate. They won't even accelerate or decelerate. They just just cruising along while their sheep is running amok, lost and turned out out there in the world. The sheep that you that you told our Lord and Savior you would care for. So who are you lying to? What we're going to do is take a break. We're back in 22 hours. You can find all this uh, show on the KimWadeShow.com podcast. Check it out today. We're on Spotify, Google Play. We're everywhere. Thanks to Clay Edwards, who you can pick up in the morning starting at 7 o'clock. <laughs> 